Gary V and Mark Cuban can't stop talking about NFTs and how they are the future of crypto. Now, what the hell are NFTs? Well, you're about to find out. All right, everybody, I'd like to welcome you to The New Normal, a podcast where every Tuesday we break down complex crypto topics so that anybody can understand. I'm your host, Austin, a.k.a. Mac and Cheesy, and alongside me we have Jesse, a full-stack engineer who's worked at some of the biggest tech companies in the world and is now building out the crypto ecosystem. This is a brand new show, so it would really help us if you can help spread the word. So subscribe to this channel, like this video, or even share the episode with a friend. On today's episode, we're going to break down the basics of what an NFT is um, and how they work and what we can expect from NFTs in the future. Now, Jesse and I have been going down this rabbit hole for a little bit now, and we, we've been we've been chatting about NFTs for a while. And this is a topic that we've basically wanted to cover for since we started this show. So I, I know Jesse's excited for this one. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um... I, uh, I actually got, I was, I had the, the joy of participating in the, one of the first NFTs back in 2017, purchasing crypto, crypto kitties and making them have sex with each other <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, to have, uh, produce more kitties. Uh, and I, yeah, I was just covered in kitties at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were part of the crypto kitty, like OG, OG? Oh yeah, I have Jerry. I have Ron. I, you know, I, I got my kitties. <laughs> so you, you still you still have access to those yeah. kitties? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I named them. You know, they were they were my pets, uh, and oh. I probably spent a solid ether two on them. <laughs> so, so you're legitimately. Um, a, not often can you say like you were part of the first of something that's because it's such a new technology. So you were legitimately part of the first. NFTs that have ever existed in the history of mankind. So this is the right person to ask these questions about. Now that that brings us into you know the first question that I think really anybody has um, when they see these letters NFT. What what is an NFT? Yeah, I think um, just to, before we like dive into the actual definition, you know, I think if any of you out there have heard about you know because NFTs have been in the media, right? We've heard about them in, all throughout 2021. Um, the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, uh, Forbes, every website out there has covered, you know, the, the, uh, even like the local news my parents watch, they they've talked about what is an NFT because it was such a craze that started back really in February, uh, really hit this like all time peak. And so if you've heard about like the NBA licensing digital collectibles or the artist Beeple um, selling uh, an ever his uh, everyday's collection which is actually an amazing piece of art. Like he literally p created a piece of art for what is it? Six years straight. Didn't miss a I single think more than that. Like day. 10 years. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I would be hung over one day and definitely yeah. miss. So like, I don't know how he did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, $69 million sale of that. And, and even Jay-Z has uh, his, his profile picture on Twitter is now CryptoPunk, which is, these are all NFTs. And so, you know, you've heard about them. You've, likely seen them. And so these, these are NFTs. And so what is, what is an NFT really? And I think that just the simplest, quickest phrasing to, to explain this is really, they're just private property rights or personal ownership, but extended into like the digital medium. 
Um, and when I say private property, you know, you can think of like the deed to your to a house or the title to your car. These are certificates that show that you own these these things. And those are kind of big, I, big ones, right? But you know, even just personal ownership, like I, I have some Pokemon cards back there, you know, or um, things like that. And so, um, yeah. So th that's in the simplest of terms. Those are that's really what an NFT is. So you basically own something in the digital world. Um which is a, a new concept for people, but something like the deed to the house, like when you get the title in your name, you know, that, that was, that's like a real world NFT, but then yeah. to, now to equate it to that, like this digital world where w there's a sense of ownership in this realm. Exactly. And so like we can, uh, uh, uh kind of break it down further. Right. So, Really what an NFT is getting into a little bit more technical terms is um, really they are crypto tokens or tokens representing this ownership that we're talking about here uh, of these unique items. You know, we mentioned a car, a house, you know, it could be art, it could be a sports card, it could be a Pokemon card, it could be land uh, that the house is built on, you know, anything, right? And so when we say crypto tokens, what does that mean? And so really, uh, a crypto token is uh, something that's created using a smart contract on the Ethereum blockchain. And if you're not familiar with what a smart contract is or what the Ethereum blockchain is, highly recommend going back to our episode two of our podcast, which I'll throw the link up here. There it is. <laughs> and, um, and check that out because we explain that and break it down in the simplest terms. Um, uh, so yeah, that's what that's what the token is. Is really like um, yeah, it's it's represent. It's like this ID that's represented in on the blockchain, um, and then it represents your the ownership, right? Your your ownership of it. And so the smart contract keeps track of who owns what uh, item. So like if we're talking about um, the NBA Top Shot, right? Which is the which was like these digital collectible cards or like actually they're moments, right? They're videos. To determine who, like, that I own uh, the LeBron Dunk, um, there is a smart contract that says LeBron Dunk, you know, ID one two three, owned by this address, and that address is really connected to my account, uh, and mm -hmm. I only have access to it. And if I wanted to sell it, um, list it, uh, maybe even give it away for free, I am the only one who have rights to do that because I, uh, it's connected to me in my account mm -hmm. to going back to what you said like with that like the the car or the uh, the house right so if you have um in the real world right so you have this car and you you own it your name is on this title um you have the right to sign it away to somebody else but until that happens that's why it's so important for like car transactions for the title to be involved in the actual transaction because you're effectively giving away the right to it um and in the same way so in this car world where you're, you know you're you're selling this car you want to make sure you sign this transaction to give the other person the right to it that same idea happens in the the nft world like this lebron james highlight it's basically like you're signing digitally but you're signing off this lebron james highlight and giving it to somebody else who is now the owner so austin says i'm giving jesse this nft yeah exactly and um yeah so yeah like you said it's the physical piece of paper but put into code right into software mm -hmm. 
Um, and then because it's stored on the blockchain, we know it'll be there forever. We know that if a company just goes uh, out of business, you're not going to just suddenly lose ownership of your digital goods and items because they are stored and managed in a decentralized blockchain that will never go away and is there mm -hmm. in perpetuity. And so that is like the big thing that has come along and it enabled us to create these this digital property ownership uh, concept. Uh, it's truly, yeah. truly beautiful that this, it now sits there and it's in perpetuity and you, you don't have to worry about some government entity taking six months to sign some sort of document or whatever it may be to transfer ownership. Um, we're, we're saying a term a bunch, NFT. Uh, could, you, could you break down this, uh, this term? Yeah, yeah. NFT is really just an acronym. Uh, and what that acronym stands for is non-fungible token. <laughs> it sounds like a science, uh, like high school science uh, term. Um, so what is that? Um, well, think about things like, like we've been talking about cars, houses, furniture, a song, a diamond, even uh, art. These are examples of something that are of items that are quote, quote, unquote, non fungible. And so what does that mean? Non fungible really means that it's an item that is not interchangeable for other items because they have unique properties. And so like, for example, a, each diamond has a different cut, a different size, a different color, a different grade. So if you have one diamond and I have another, if we trade them, they might actually have different values to them. And it would not maybe be a fair trade for me to just mm -hmm. swap my diamond for your diamond. So in comparison, something that is fungible, you remember NFT is a non-fungible, it is not fungible. So for something to be fungible, it must be easily interchanged with another like kind thing. And so jargon out of the side, let's think about the US dollar. <laughs> Austin has $1, I have $1. We could swap $1 and it's a fair trade because they each hold equal value. There is nothing unique about each dollar bill that gives it more or less value than another dollar bill. And so that dollar bill is fungible. It is interchangeable. It does not matter which one you own. Whereas the diamonds, it very much matters because mine could be worth millions and yours could be worth maybe a hundred bucks. And, th and that, that's a great example, the, the diamond example, um, because you see like these movies or whatever where um, or like where they're really looking at the diamond and they're really searching. They're looking at the cut because they're like, is this actually as good as you say it is? You get it appraised. You do all these different things. And if every diamond was treated the same, you would never seen these move uh, these scenes in these movies. Um, but in reality, they're looking at it because it is non fungible. They're trying to break it down into you know what makes it unique. And then that's the the real world example of what we're seeing here. And Anytime we can talk about the U.S. dollar in comparison to another crypto project, I, I, I'm all for it. And But the fungibility there, it's like a dollar is a dollar at the end of the day. Yeah, and so is Bitcoin. Bitcoin, Ethereum, these are also fungible items, right? One Bitcoin is one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. They all are the same. I can trade it. <clears throat> and that's what makes it, a good, you know, these things are currencies, right? They, we don't want them to be, have more value than the other one because we want to be able to just kind of throw them throw them around so these nfts um 
you know, this this is the technology, right? They're non-fungible um, and they're they're stored or they're on this blockchain network so that um, they'll they'll exist in perpetuity. What could we we mentioned briefly on um, like a LeBron James highlight? What are some of the things that you can use this NFT technology for? Um, so what could we use it for? Um, I mean, lot you like like so there's digital art, there? right? And I'm yeah, just thinking yeah. of like um, so there's this this highlight, right? This LeBron James highlight. Um, yeah, yeah. And you had mentioned CryptoKitties. Like, what are these things? I mean, they're really just digital collectibles. Um, and now we can have real ownership rights over them. Whereas, like, if uh, a company in the past had created, uh, tried to create something like this, you wouldn't have trusted it because it could just disappear. Or all, this happens all the time in video games, right? Like, you you spend hours and hours and hours collecting and building up your leveling up your character and like getting collecting the best sword and the best weapons. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then that game kind of, or, and then the company like goes out of business or, um, or they just change everything. Right. What if those were NFTs, right? What if I could like maintain ownership of those items and I could then take those items with me into uh, another game and use them. Mm -hmm. And so, and then they're, they're like cross-platformed and then it's it's existing um you know it's it's platform agnostic basically you can use yeah, it across exactly. the board um and now i guess some of the biggest skeptics that i hear is in regards to nfts so i i had made a TikTok the other day it was about jay-z having a crypto punk which he spent uh, like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars on or some you know absurd number that somebody who has really they're not sure what they see this and they're like this is just a GIF. This is just a JPEG on the internet. I can just download this on my computer and now I, I own it. Um, what's the difference here? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the most common thing you hear is like, isn't it an NFT just a JPEG that I could just print off the internet? Like, let, like who cares? Like, that's silly. <laughs> why, why are you spending tons of money on this stuff? And, you know, I think... The way I think about it is if you think about like uh, the Mona Lisa, right? It's a piece of art that like I think everyone has heard of. Um, and you compare that with a poster, right? Well, couldn't you make the same argument that, oh, the poster, like who cares about the actual original one that the artist literally penned that, like created themselves? I could just have a poster. It's worth the same, right? Um and I think clearly the answer is no. Like, which would you rather see? You'd rather see the original. It's like way more interesting because uh, there's the fine details, the the you know the the fact that it truly mm -hmm. came from that artist isn't isn't just like a, a replica. And so I think, but what I think what is challenging is when you think in the digital world, things are a lot easier to make copies of, right? And so the replica of the Mona Lisa might not feel as tangibly real, right? Or as seeing it in right. person is like, that's real. Mm -hmm. Whereas digital, I, I understand the challenge, the leap, right? The leap of like this. Um, right, because it is truly like one-to-one -one in, in just like visually. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that's the, the, pro the, the thing that people are challenged with there and I, I even me i'm sometimes like is it really a difference <laughs> but like <laughs> um but like i think at the end of the day humans really 
take pride in having ownership of things, right? We like to collect things. We like to own things. And when we put something on our wall or when we uh, show something to our friends on our phone, like you want, you don't want to show something that somebody else owns, right? And so there's, that's what NFTs really bring to this digital world that we've never had before is like true ownership of things. Um, and uh, a way to actually exchange that ownership between one another. Mm -hmm. People and love, people love flexing. People love owning exactly. something and taking pride in it. Like look at my crypto punk. You see it across Twitter. Like everybody who owns a crypto punk, it's their icon. Um, and it, People love taking pride in these items. And if you just have something else, it's, you know, you're lying. Somebody else knows you're lying and you just don't have that sense of pride. It kills your credibility too. Like you're, you're showing off something that somebody else owns. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's just not cool. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. um, uh, and then like, but also think about other things um, beyond just like the Mona Lisa, right? Like think about, like the Declaration of Independence or like early letters from 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 Picasso uh, that he wrote, right, and sent to people. Like these are things people are interested in. They hold value to people. They're they're kind of art in a way. They're collectibles. Well, if we translate that into the digital world, well, why isn't Steve Jobs' first email uh, equally as valuable? Or uh, the the Doge Doge coin, the the original meme behind Doge coin, which is the Doge. Um, uh, which is really just dog, right? With an E added mm -hmm. on, um, the photograph that, that the person in 2000, I think 10 or 13, 11, something like that posted on the internet that went completely viral. Like why, like why shouldn't these things hold value and, and why shouldn't people be able to trade ownership of them? And, and that's exactly what we saw, right? The, uh, the owner of the, the photo, the photographer, I should say of the original Doge meme uh, photograph like uh, sold that that photograph as an NFT and gave away the rights to it basically mm -hmm. for four for four million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he he you know handed away the rights to it. It, it. it was a charity work, but you also got the four million dollar price tag. Um, yeah. Now are there there are other things. So th we're talking about really these um, you know these tangible um, these digital art so the art alone um but along with that there's also some true value in the nft like a, a little bit more tangible um do you want to touch on that yeah um you know i think uh, another question people ask is oh if i own this nft do i get to do i have licensing rights to it and in some cases you actually do have more rights to do things with it and so uh and the and but it, it's it's project dependent, right? It's dependent on who mm -hmm. is producing that art and what rules they want to write around that. But for example, one of the uh, popular um, NFTs that have sort of like uh, are very similar to the CryptoPunks, but uh, launched in this year, uh, they're called the Board Ape Yacht Club. And if you are an owner of a Board Ape, there are ten thousand of them, and they're little cute little ape pictures, and they're all doing funny things. Um, if you own that, the Board Eight Yacht Club uh, has said that you may put that on a T-shirt. You may make a print. You could create your own derivative um, NFTs uh, using the ape and sell it. And and so basically, 
as the owner of this ape, of this ape, I now have control over like doing things with this, and that's uh, that's actually really cool. That is so. It's like in the in the Marvel universe, almost if they created these characters, these comic book characters, because we're seeing this, you know, with these with these apes, they create these characters. You buy one, and now you have the right to license this this character and create from it, and it opens a whole nother layer of entrepreneurial, like just to think about what you can do with these things. You team up with other NFTs um, and it's, it's, it's an exciting, we, we were talking about this, about, you know, what the future of crypto is for like the Ethereum network or something. And like, we truly don't know. And we're seeing this with this example, like what are people going to do? I have no idea what they're going to do with these apes, but I'm pretty damn excited. I'm pretty damn excited to see what the hell they do. Yeah, and it really sets this precedent. Like, if you're going to produce NFTs um, and you want to have a really engaged community, like, why not give the community more power, more autonomy with what they've purchased from you? Um, that, like, the ultimate engagement is I now can do what I want with it, and I can spend more time thinking about creatively what I could do with this thing, and that that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then that fosters this community, which is so important in in today's world um you we touched on it on the in the beginning um how you legitimately were purchasing the first ever nfts which you know right now four years it's you know about four years ago but like in 30 years we're, we're gonna be looking back on this being like holy crap like you were you were part of the movement now how did where did these nfts come from yeah. So in 2017, there was actually a couple projects. So CryptoKitties is definitely one of them, uh, but it's actually not the OG, the original. The true original NFT project is called the CryptoPunks, which we've kind of referenced a few times in this episode so far that Jay-Z bought and put it as his profile picture. Um, the, this project is so cool because it's two guys who were just who have interest in art and, and the, the, uh, decided to come together and make a project together. And they thought, oh, this the Ethereum thing's cool, but they didn't really know how to program or like I think they did. They were like Java backend developers, and uh, they just said, let's just try something. Let's like like let's be creative and see what we can make. And they decided to uh, make these cool little pixelated avatars. Um, each one is unique. It has a different set of attributes to them. Um, I think one, like a minimum one attribute, up but upwards of like seven. I think seven is like the max. And they're really cool. And the best part is they gave them away for free on Reddit. They're like, anyone who wants them, come and get <laughs> it for free. Uh, and now the most rare one, like uh, is an alien. Uh, and the, the zombies are pretty rare too. But the alien, I think it went for, I don't know, six, seven, eight million dollars recently at a Christie's auction. And so these are really like the considered like the rookie card, the the, the safest bet in the NFT world. Uh, you know, like kind of like the Bitcoin of NFTs. And the um, yeah, these pixelated images—they're going for thousands and thousands of dollars. And I know we we actually discussed a couple months ago. We were like, "How the hell do we get our hands on a on a crypto punk?" Um, even if I had like a fourth of this pixelated image, I would. I would cut out the fourth of it and probably throw it on my Twitter Twitter avatar <laughs> and be like, "Look at this! I got a fourth of a crypto punk." Um, yeah, and we're 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 pretty in the crypto realm, and we're pretty we believe strongly in this world. Um, 
So why, why do we believe in NFTs? Why are they such a big deal? Yeah. So just kind of building on top of everything we've talked about so far, I want to hit on some like key, just huge, like difference makers that NFTs really can have. Um, and one, the first one is just verifiable authenticity. And so we've been talking about art and, and these digital and these collectibles in the physical world. A lot of times it's really hard to know if it's, if it's like le the legit original, right? So you think about a piece of art, um, the amount of fraud in art. I think there was like a whole Netflix documentary. I forget the name of it, where they were like talked about, uh, and maybe Austin, you're familiar with it, but like you know, just a multi-million dollar piece of art that was actually completely fake. Um, and this, I think a, a person was like producing multiple pieces like this. It's and, a, it's the whole art space is riddled with the, these these faulty pieces. Yeah, exactly. And then think about like um, sports sports memorabilia, like autographs. Like, how do you know when you're buying uh, some memorabilia that autograph? How do you know it's real? Like, how do you sensibly invest in that kind of thing? Like, it's scary. Like, right? I don't. I personally mm -hmm. don't think I could ever go on eBay and buy stuff like that because it it just I wouldn't know if it's real or not. Um, and so that's just a massive, uh, and then, well, and then, uh, there's companies and people whose sole jobs are to take their magnifying glass and like, you know, look at this stuff and say, is this real? And just think about the, just a huge amount of overheads and of cost mm -hmm. and just to ensure this authenticity. And so when we have an NFT, we have an encode that this was created by this, you know, this person, this creator, this company. And we can know that for real, right? Like there's, it's just, it's there. It's written in stone in the Ethereum blockchain. Legitimately stone, like better than stone. It's, yeah. it's written there and has this authenticity. And there's, you know, there's also, I guess this authenticity presents or in the traditional art world, there's that issue. Is it authentic? Um, you know, and then that adds some friction in the buying and selling part of this realm, what, what other, you know, frictions does this alleviate? Yeah. Yeah. So next big thing that, uh, which for anyone, uh, my age or younger, like <laughs> loves is that like, you can easily buy, sell, trade these NFTs like so much more easily than, and then the physical, uh, goods, right. Because you don't have to worry about them getting damaged. You have, don't have to ever ship them. You don't have to worry about putting them up on eBay and someone buying it, but then like frauding you and returning it and you lose your money. Uh, or, you know, there's just all these like problems that come with dealing in the physical world. Right. Um, and, oh, and then not to mention if this, the item is worth like millions of dollars, you know, it's like a really, really uh, high value item. Like God forbid you never would want to keep that in your house. Like, like mm -hmm. you, you're going you're gonna to invite people to come come steal from you. And so you right. have to secure, store it securely. And so all these things get eliminated with NFTs because they're in the digital space. We can transfer them. I could transfer one from me to you literally instantaneously. And mm -hmm. and not, so not only is this alleviating the friction, but it's, it's increasing um, what you'll hear this term market velocity, right? It's just a fancy way of saying like that things can trade really quickly. And so when things can trade really quickly, you get more true market dynamics and people won't have to decide, say, well, 
this item is really only worth a dollar. Am I really going to package it up, ship it to somebody else, like go to the store? No, they're not going to do it. They're just going to throw it away yeah. or lose it or just whatever. Who cares? It's a dollar. But on the internet or with NFTs, if you don't want that thing, why not sell it for a dollar? It's a dollar back in your pocket. And so the market can truly like exist without these like excuses for why things can't sell. Mm -hmm. And that, that art market effectively it existed, but it existed for a small minority of people that were part of this, you know, class of individuals that could afford these fancy artworks or could handle, you know, these frictions because they were dealing with such bigger things. But the, the normal person, A, didn't probably have the time, didn't have the know, the knowledge to truly understand it. Um, and it's eliminating all these. And it's so although there was like this art marketplace in the past, it's it, in my eyes, it's basically creating a real marketplace, whereas one was for the global elites and the a small percentage of people, whereas now we're creating this world and ecosystem that truly didn't necessarily exist. Yeah, and, and you make a great point there about a market, right? It's not just art, right, that this is going to enable. It's going to enable ways to monetize uh, aka like earn money for your work in many many industries like property rights exist every in every industry uh, whether it's textbooks tickets to a sports event anything you know um the this there's no reason why these all shouldn't eventually just be nfts mm -hmm. and so th this is what we're discussing here these are all the things that we're seeing in today's world this isn't a foreign concept anymore this is this is living and breathing we are in this uh, and and it's it's happening around us whether you're involved in it or not um what do you see the happening in the future yeah i mean i think the future is really happening right now which is incredible um i you know people are coming up with these great ideas and we're seeing them implemented like already uh so like well, for one example uh, the NBA decided to give collectors of uh, moments on the NBA Top Shot uh, NFTs. If you're a heavy collector of the Suns, uh, which is a basketball team, um, you uh, get special access to a giveaway to an all expenses paid trip to the NBA Finals game that was last that was actually a couple days ago. And so eight lucky people actually won that, got to bring a guest, got flew out to Phoenix. Unfortunately, they didn't get the they didn't get the dub. <laughs> they, they didn't get the W. Um, uh, but like you got to go to like the, the 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 premier NBA sporting event because you're an NFT holder. Like think about that. That's like incredible for fan engagement. You know, like I love the NBA. I'm collecting the NBA's digital collectibles, and now I'm getting special access to a club. You know, basically to a club, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's one of the cool things we've seen, you know, there's just so many opportunities. And, and I think one of the, one of the things I first really latched onto when I was um, learning about NFTs is I went on to like one of the NFT um, sites called rarible.com. Right. And I just went through the form to try and make my own. I was just curious to see what it looked like. And one of the things it said was royalty percentage. And I was like, well, what is that? And, and just kind of doing some more reading, when I found out that when an, someone creates an NFT, they could set what's called a royalty percentage, which means whenever 
the whoever buys my NFT, if they then sell it to someone else, you can actually program into the NFT contract that the original creator gets a percentage of that secondary sale. And so how incredible for an artist who maybe I'm early in my art in my days of making art, right? Nobody knows about me right now. I'm making art. So I can't sell it for very much. But then suddenly I go, I get big 10 years later, whatever. I, I blow up. I'm sure people are going to go try and buy my really early pieces. And if this was the physical world, I would never, ever see a piece of that money. But now with an NFT, with a royalty fee, I could collect 10% on every resale of my original early art. And this is so much more equitable, right? The original creator, like they should see that upside, that, that value, and not just all the you know people flipping it or exchanging it on the open secondary markets. And this so is, like- This is getting me incredible. excited. This is getting me excited. I've dabbled in NFTs, um, but you know it's a whole world. And frankly, I'm wondering, okay, I want to. How do I? How do I buy it? How do I find the next one? But I don't think we're going to touch on that in today. And today's episode, um, we're going to touch on how to buy and you know how to find an NFT in next week's episode. That's a little teaser. What we call what we call in the business. So um, you know, on today's episode, we touched on really everything from what an nft is how we got here um you know some real world comparisons so you can visualize the value of this and where the nft world is going in the future and it's super exciting and when you hear these terms they sound super complex but when you break it down um i think anybody can understand it and that's basically what the point of the new normal is uh we break down these complex crypto subjects so that really anybody can understand. So if you've enjoyed this episode, we ask that you subscribe, like, um, and share this with a friend. Uh, we're just getting started here. So like NFTs, we're excited to grow and um, you know see what the future holds. So we release episodes every Tuesday. So make sure to come back next week. But until then, let's keep incubating and we'll, we'll see you soon. Peace. I'm walking around in the circle of life